Hey, what's up everybody? This is Ming Chen from Comic Book Ben, and you're listening to Best Threesome Ever. Find Best Threesome Ever on Facebook. Uh, search Best Threesome Ever. That's three with the number three. It is my favorite podcast. Welcome to Best Threesome Ever, a podcast discussing all things revolving around nerdy pop culture. Probably not what you were expecting, but it's just as fun. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Rob, and Kevin. How's Canada? Way up there in America Junior. It's basically bigger Minnesota. All right, here we go. Best threesome ever, episode 117, brought to you by Heroic Goods and Games and Jabbered Wines. I am Nick. I'm Rob. I am Kevin. And we are doing like our first international uh, recording. Uh because Kevin is not in the United States right now. But I'm weirdly, not. the weather's the same everywhere. It's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure the scenery's a little different. Is it, though? Not really, man. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's very... So I'm in Toronto, uh, and it is very much just bigger Minneapolis here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now, Kevin, how the hell did you get out of the United States and into Canada, you might be asking yourself. Uh, I wasn't. Random <laughs> listener. I don't care about you. I'm talking to people. <laughs> uh, so Canada recently allowed uh, immediate family uh, to cross the border. And uh, my brother lives here. So I was able to come uh, with his uh, documentation, copy of his birth certificate, copy of my birth certificate, my passport, my ID, uh, a COVID test on the 14th, uh, three days before I traveled. Um, and I have to check in on an app every single day. Uh, and I also get occasional calls from the Canadian government, uh, making sure that I'm staying uh, quarantined and that I have everything I need and I'm getting fresh air. Uh, so this is what happens when a competent government uh, handles things just so everyone knows i mean yeah because i guarantee when i get back to the united states they won't give a rat's ass no they're gonna be like, like where were you are you gonna quarantine totally cool never you will never you'll never hear from us again yeah yeah it's, uh, unless of course you come in from the southern border in which case cages oh yeah yeah don't know what the difference there is so did, that sounds like a lot of work. They, did you have to give your number to the Canadian government now? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's uh, that's impressive. Well, I had to give them all my information. I had to tell them exactly where I'm coming, exactly where I'm going. I have to stay exactly 15. I have to stay at least 15 days, which is exactly how long I'm staying. You know, you can find his house then? Yeah. Yeah, I can't leave the property. Wow. I'm glad you're not doing any sightseeing on this trip. <laughs> I know. Next time I come, there'll be plenty of time. But uh, yeah, well, and it's nice because I work from home, so I'm I'm working while I'm here. So, oh, 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 look at you working on vacation, working in a foreign country. Oh, it's not really a vacation. It's just spending my Christmas elsewhere. Gotcha. Um, you're in a different time zone, though, aren't you? Yeah, I'm an hour ahead, so it's it's ten to nine right now. Oh, okay. Well, we are recording before uh, Christmas, so this actually will be our last episode. It'll come out before New Year's, between Christmas and New Year's. So this will actually be our last episode of 2020. Thank God. Um, Goodbye, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching... Die in a fire. I was watching Ozzy Man reviews, and he was reviewing 2020, and I forgot things that happened in 2020, like Kobe Bryant dying. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, oh, shit, that was, that was 2020. 2020. You're like, are you sure that was this year? That, <laughs> that feels like three years ago. It yeah. does. We impeached a president this year. Yeah, but they won't ever acknowledge that you actually, we actually impeached him. And by them, I mean the Republicans. I mean, I wasn't going to get into it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, what a shit year 2020 has been. It can go get fucked. And I pray to God that 2021 is at least marginally better. You know, I like to aim low, so I, I want it to be a lot better, but I'm going to aim it like marginally better. So if it doesn't meet that expectation, then I'm okay. <laughs> well, with the vaccine finally coming out, uh, hopefully it should be hopefully better. I thought of a really good thing, and I don't. And I was like, it was because uh, people were bitching about, and this is going to be a horrible, a horrible insult. So please remember, this is insult comedy, which we did for a long time. So it's kind of where my brain goes a lot of the times. But somebody was bitching about. Judging, continue. About like, oh, the co- the the vaccine and what's in it and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I've seen the people you date, and they don't. You don't seem to care what comes in you. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I I did. I I haven't. Oh boy, I've enjoyed like the the uh, vaccine memes though. Um, there was the one that that shows like the restaurant mat, the little rubber restaurant mats with the holes mm-hmm. in them. And they're like, if you've ever handled these barehanded, you don't have to worry about the COVID vaccine. Yes. <laughs> I know. I'm clear, too. If you ever handled raw chicken. No, that's not. If you've ever had raw, handled raw chicken, you're going to be okay around salmon. Oh, salmon. I might want salmon. Damn it. Yeah, you're welcome. I want <sighs> salmon, too, now. So, like, I got all of us. I'm sorry. It's okay. a TPK. I apologize. Okay. I was talking about fish with somebody else the other day too, and I was just like, I really want salmon now, like salmon pate, and just, mm. especially from that fish market up in Duluth. Mm. Oh, that's really good salmon pate too. It is like I will take trips, a day trip up there just to get that because it's worth it. I know you have, and you still refuse to bring us back any. I because I ate it all before I had to share it. <laughs> That's that sounds like not a good reason. I know. I'm sorry. I just need to buy more. It's really what it boils down to. So yeah. So uh, New Year's and all that. You guys have any plans? I mean, obviously, Kevin, you're in Canada. I, I mean, I'm going to keep it small. I think new, this will be the first New Year since probably I was a small child that I will literally probably go to sleep before New Year's. I think we lost Kevin again because he didn't jump in and uh, correct you and say, no, he's coming back on New Year's Eve. I am coming back on New Year's Eve, but he was still talking, so I didn't want to interrupt. Oh, okay. Well, I meant you're in you're in Canada for Christmas, but New Year's, you know, do you guys are you guys doing anything? Just hang with Sabra. I'm, I'm making some ribs and and uh, our little uh, our pod is having a uh, Jurassic Park themed New Year's because we're it's all centered around the idea of uh, the scene of Samuel L. Jackson rebooting the computers in the movie and saying, hold on to your butts. Your pod? Yeah, the little group of people that I have been spending uh, time with that gotcha. just it's just been us. Gotcha. That makes sense. No. I put it in context. Yeah, for Christmas, I think, well, my mom just had surgery, so, and I had a, another incident at work where I was ex- supposedly exposed, but I don't fucking know. Anyways, so I'm not going to be around her. Uh, so I'm going to make steaks and crab legs for dinner on Christmas. Nice. Yeah. 
Nice. That yeah. sounds good. Or I'm making ribs for New Year's. Haven't you cooking anything fancy? Uh, yeah, I'm cooking prime rib. Mmm, prime rib. How do you cook it? In the oven, very slowly. <laughs> I was going to say, what, <laughs> Nick, why would you throw such a, a softball question? Because I wanted him to say, in the oven, very slowly. That's why. All right. In the oven. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. In the oven very slowly. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to tee you up for it, but it looks like you already got there. I'm I'm there, man. (laughs) All right. I think the only thing I really have on the list is the the giant uh, multiple nerdgasms that Disney and Marvel gave us, of course, as par for our podcast right after our last recording. Um, and I think we should just kind of do a brief uh, lightning round. Well, not lightning round, but just not spend a lot of time talking about it because there's so much that just came out and was released. So you guys want to start with Disney or Marvel first? Yes, I know they're both owned by Disney, but I mean the shows specifically. Right, right. You mean Star Wars Marvel? Yes. Okay. Coming to Disney Plus. Because I would uh, actually like to start with Disney because it'll be the shortest segment. <laughs> oh, Okay. But it would, uh, apparently I just wrote down Marvel and Star Wars. I didn't know. I didn't write down the Disney stuff. Mighty Ducks Game Changers. They got a trailer. Uh, yeah. Lauren Graham is uh, leading the cast as the mom. Emilio Estevez is signed on to do several episodes. I don't know if he's co-starring, but he is an executive producer of the show. Um, it's supposed to take place now. And the Mighty Ducks D5, District 5 is supposed to be like this elite hockey team now. And so they have to build a new team that isn't called the Mighty Ducks, which I'm not sure I understand, but okay. Um, and Bombay will be the coach. And uh, the showrunner, Stephen, or the creator, Stephen Brill, has announced that um, seven of the original Ducks are coming back. Well, one of them's in jail, I believe, for drugs. Goldberg. That's why I said seven, not all of them. <laughs> and Goldberg is not currently in jail, actually. I had to check because I wanted to see if he was, uh, uh, see if he might make an appearance. It's doubtful, but he could, I suppose. Which ones are coming back? Uh, we don't actually know the answer to that. Uh, the rumor is, though, that the most likely suspect is going to be Josh Jackson, the kid who played Adam, uh, Foggy. <laughs> I'm really glad you said his name like that. <laughs> Foggy. Foggy. Anyways. And then um, Guy, which is Foggy's real-life brother, and his girlfriend in the movie. I can't remember. The, char- the actress is... Or was it the other one? The other one. Marguerite Moreau is the actress's name. Connie Moreau. Connie. Connie, that's right. Yeah, she literally used her same last name because she didn't, yep. didn't have a last name. Yep. Uh, there's also rumor that it's gonna that the other two that are supposed to come back are Keenan Thompson as Russ Tyler. Yeah, that would make sense. And one of the Pete and Pete kids? No. <laughs> no, Averman. Averman is the other one. Mm. Yeah, because the Pete and Pete kids were only in the first one, and then they or the. They didn't last. They didn't last the cut for the rest of the movies. Correct. I'm pretty sure the Pete kid came in on the second one. Danny Tamborelli was not in the second movie. No. I challenge you on that. All right, go ahead. I just watched these the other day. 
So this will be a series on Disney Plus. Yeah. It will be a series. The current assumption is that it is uh, a limited series that uh, may get a second season if if it does well enough. Uh, I'm hoping it's just a limited series. God, I swear he was in the second one. Holy shit. He wasn't. But Averman wasn't in the first one. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Oh. Yeah, the, the theory is that they're not going to pull anyone from... D2, except for Keenan Thompson. Keenan, no, he wasn't in the third one. They got a new kid for that. No, Keenan was in the third one. God damn it. Nope. Yeah, because Keenan replaced the, the cake eater after he got hurt. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's right. Michael Cutlets was in the third one. Michael so, Cutlets? I know that name. Yes, you do. He was in. He was. Uh, in The Walking Dead, he was in... Oh, I know who you're talking about now, yeah. And he was on one of your cop shows that you like. Southland. Southland. Yep, yeah. that's the one. He was also in Band of Brothers. Yeah, that's right, he was, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Anyways, none of the none of the original uh, Mighty Ducks have been confirmed as going to be in the, the show. Okay. Uh, what we All do right. know, probably for certain, though, is Josh Jackson. Otherwise... All bets are off otherwise. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. Just moving on. We covered Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah, and now we've covered Disney. We sure have covered Disney. There's, no, there's nothing else interesting coming out of Disney, I don't think. I do remember seeing the Mighty Ducks thing. I was like, oh, no, the Mighty Ducks. But yay, but oh, no. <laughs> so do we want to do Marvel or Star Wars? Let's finish with Star Wars. All right. That sounds like a good plan. So Marvel, um, a lot of the same, but also some new things like the new, the, the, a lot of the same was they, you know, obviously showing a little bit more of the, what if the animated, um, series that's coming out a little bit more about casting for Thor. Um, it sounds like Christian Bale is joining the cast. We knew that. Uh, but we did just find out that, um, Mantis is joining the cast as well. Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't hear that one, but that's. Uh, just announced like today or yesterday. <clears throat> and then the uh, Quantum Realm, the new Ant-Man movie. Um, mm-hmm. So interestingly, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is supposed to take place in Minneapolis, but it is being filmed uh, where I am in Toronto. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's stupid, but all the, Toronto it is, is much cheaper. It is much cheaper. And the... Um, the thing about the the trailer is there's a whole lot of stock footage of Minneapolis, um, but otherwise, no. <laughs> yeah, Smallville used that all the time. I believe that. I hope they maintain that it's very easy to get around between Minneapolis and St. Paul simply on a rollerblade. Shut up. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's what you're looking for, Nick? Jesus Christ. Uh, the quantum quantum medium is what I was looking for because I just wrote down quantum and I'm like, oh, the new Ant-Man and Wasp movie is called Quantum, but it's not called Quantum Realm. It's called Quantum Mania because I didn't write it all the way down because I was trying to shorthand it. Yeah. That, uh, was, that turns out that worked out well. It did. Peyton Reed is coming back to direct it. That's the point I was trying to get uh, for the third Ant-Man film. So that's oh, good. Yes. Like a lot of the main cast is joining... Uh, back again, and uh, Jonathan Majors is Kang the Conqueror, but I think we talked about that before. We did. Okay. Uh, but the the daughter got recast. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, why is that? Oh, yeah, Catherine Newton sounds like is the new Casey Lang. So I wonder, is she younger or same age as the... 
I think same age as the adult version. Well, the older yeah. version, the sixteen-ish-year-old version. Right. I wonder why she got recast. I am not sure. They did not say. All they said is she got recast. Yeah. I'm guessing it's because they want to put, you know, a rising star in the spot so that they can do stature. Probably. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, it does. It shouldn't, but it does. We there was a little teaser for the Fantastic Four um, thing that's coming out at some point. Uh, uh, more specifically, we got news that they're finally doing a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, well, yeah. I, know, I can't believe they've never made one. Yeah, I know. And I feel like it's about time, don't you, Kevin? I do. Good. I'm really excited to finally see Doctor Doom on the screen. <laughs> uh, so, but, wait, hang on. But this this uh, this does bring up the other thing of like we might actually see Doctor Doom in the new Black Panther. Yeah, maybe. Like we're like like we predicted and are hoping, right? And then of course there was the, the rumors about Cien Carlos Esposito coming in to play Doctor Doom. Oh goodness! You want to try that again? No. Nope. All right. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it either. I dislike it only because we're getting flooded with Giancarlo Esposito, and I feel like it's oversaturation of his person. In in the Disney world, so to, to speak, a movie where he plays Duke Ellington because he looks very much like Duke Ellington. Oh my uh, god, I would absolutely watch that movie. That would be great. I would too. Uh, I was thinking about this since we talked about this since we were talking about casting of Doctor Doom a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. What happens if they decide? Well, I I don't know if you'd even be happy with it, but what happens if they decided to go with like a complete opposite uh, and they do a female? Doctor Doom, Victoria Von Doom. Yeah, um, yeah, it's happened in the comics. Who? Well, I'm saying for the movie. Who do you think could play that? If Lena played? Headey, you've had right. that queued up for a while, haven't you? Yeah, Lena Headey. <laughs> She's perfect for the role. She would be. I can't actually think of anyone better now. Like I, I wish I could. I couldn't either. That's a good. Even before I even got the question out. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Are you surprised? No, not at all. Because uh, yeah. um, then I was thinking, because I was watching, I was rewatching The Hobbit when I was busy doing chores the other day. Uh, and I was thinking, Short film? Sorry. It was. I fast forwarded through a lot of it. The, the guy that played Oakenshield, he might be a good Doctor Doom. Or, um, oh, he could be. Or the guy that played the. God damn it. What's his name? Luke Evans. That's the name. Yeah. No. Maybe him, but he might be too... First of all, he's too pretty. Well, Dr. Doom can be pretty. Yeah, he can, but I think... Hollywood has this problem where when they make a Dr. Doom, they cast him as pretty, first of all, and then they try to make him ugly so that you know that he's the villain. And that never makes sense to me. Because first of all, I actually think Dr. Doom is, by canon, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, he's a fairly attractive dude. He's sort of like the... He's a bit of the counterpart to a lot of... He's the foil to a lot of the 
the attributes of the big stars of Marvel. He's as smart as Reed Richards. He's uh, as handsome and charming as, uh, as Tony. And uh, he's, he's got the, the, he's got the, the cunning of, of, I don't know. Uh, pick anyone really. Rock Ock. And, or no, Magneto. So, like, in the comics, I feel like that's how he's cast, and they always ugly him up in the movies. And I feel like if you go too pretty, the urge on Marvel's part is going to be to, no, 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 make him ugly so we know he's the villain. Well, I mean, that's not that's not the movies. That's the comics, man. He was <laughs> handsome until he uh, did, went up, uh, took the hood from a demon, I think. And that left his face like burned and scarred. Oh. Um, I think he f- ended up fixing his face during uh, the, the first Secret Wars. Oh, okay. That's uh, and they've, they've redone it and retconned it a few times, I think. But yes, uh, Doctor Doom was horribly scarred, and that's why one of the reasons he started wearing the mask. Mm. Mm. Any thoughts on the those? Well, Luke Evans or the the actor who I should probably look up to play. Dr. Doom. Richard Armitage and no, you can't cast Richard Armitage. He's already Wolverine. He is. He's actually Wolverine. What? Really? Yeah, in podcast form. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that counts. It sure does. It's a Marvel production. Well, I would be okay with him playing uh, Dr. Doom. I um, would too. I just wanted to and and this is going to sound really dumb, but I promise I'm going somewhere with it. I I don't want Giancarlo Esposito playing Doctor Doom because I think, with regards to a lot of white characters, it doesn't matter if they're white or not. It matters for almost zero of them. Uh, but Doctor Doom is an old school leader of a sovereign northeastern European nation, and pitting him against especially if it, if they're doing Black Panther, I think it might even be important to have him still be mm. white. Having Africa taking old school Europe down mm-hmm. a peg, I think would be big. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't know a lot about Dr. Doom, so I don't. I do. <laughs> you sure do. I, I never guessed. I never would have guessed. Uh, so there's that. Uh, so hopefully we'll see. I we we gotta see Doctor Doom. We gotta see Doctor Doom somewhere. Yeah. And then they have a couple other ones coming out. They have an I Am Groot, which is another series, uh, which I'm not. I to be honest, I don't care. I don't want to. Yes, Kevin. It's gonna be a series of original shorts. Um, I know, but I don't care. No, that's fine, and that's okay. I don't I mean, disagree with you. Groot, Groot was, you know, he grew on me as a small part in the movies, and that was fine. Uh, and I was happy with that, and I liked him in those parts. And then I just don't, beyond that, I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't. He became the dog from Men in Black. Yeah. Aw, oh, damn. That's really mean. I think that might be too mean. He became Minions. <laughs> no, go back to the dog from Men in Black. That was at least kind. <clears throat> Um, 
But anyway, so we got two big movie reveals, and then we've got those special shorts for I Am Groot. But we haven't talked about any of the series that are definitely coming the, this way. Yep, I'm very excited I'm, about. I'm getting there. Uh, yep. They got Armor Wars um, with uh, Don Cheadle's coming back, uh, and that's kind of yeah. around. Um, apparently, the tech is falling into the wrong hands, or has fallen into the wrong hands, and what they do about that. I don't know that uh, when it takes place. I'm assuming after it's got to be after Tony died, because uh, I don't think Tony Stark is in it at all, other than maybe slight video cameos or something. Sure. Um, that sounds kind of interesting, and that'll be a series, I believe. Yep. The Samuel Jackson uh, series with uh, you know um, that character he plays, Nick Fury. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the Samuel L. Jackson series. You were correct the first time. I know. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that sounds better. It's the Samuel L. Jackson series, which... I mean, I, it would, except for the storyline that they're basing the series off of and using the title of the series for. Secret Invasion! It's uh, uh, I remember that comic series, and it's very good, and uh, I'm hoping... I'm hoping... I've got high hopes for this one. I hope they bring in David Hasselhoff. <laughs> oh God, so do, so do I. <laughs> that was my first introduction to uh, Nick Fury, and I was just like, "This guy sucks." Yeah, you're right. David Hasselhoff, in fact, does suck, except in Germany. Except in Germany. Yep. They uh, still or, love him there. I don't get it. Or on a beach in a red bathing suit. Um, Except in Germany. Don't they have beaches in Germany? Period exclamation point. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they have Ironheart. Yeah. Yeah. Really fucking good. This is the one I was, I've been hoping for. That's why I saved it for last for you. Yeah. Uh, what other one not, you like? Are we not going to talk about Loki? Cool. Oh, no. We're going to cover the rest of them, too. But these were all. these are the three that were announced as series coming. Right. Um, would either one of you like care to explain Ironheart to the crowd that might not know who Ironheart is? I mean, I feel like everyone, I feel like a lot of folks know who Riri Williams is at this point, but, uh, in the comics, Riri Williams is a genius African-American girl, uh, who builds her own Iron Man suit. 15 year old Uh, MIT student. Yes, 15-year-old MIT student. I, I apologize. I should have gotten that right the first time. Um, but uh, she she builds her own Iron Man suit and becomes the, the hero Ironheart, oftentimes through the help of like a an AI that suspiciously sounds like Tony, I believe. Maybe. I don't know. No, I mean, I, I think that's what it is in the comics. I don't remember, though. I've I only, think so. Yeah, I've only read the the few, first few issues, and it was a few years ago now. So, I'm not as up on my Ironheart, but I have not. I don't know anything about Ironheart other than what uh, we've talked about on the show and kind of the little snippets that I have read about the series briefly, which is just that exactly that that it's she creates the first suit, uh, you know, since Iron Man, and yeah. You know, I don't know when they say it takes place and I don't know if it's going to be, it's going to be a live action series. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, so yeah, it looks, I'm excited about this one as well. Uh, and, and I should mention the casting we know about, uh, they did cast Riri. It is an actress by the name of Dominique Thorne. 
Kevin, thoughts on Ironheart? Yeah, well, I mean, Dominique Thorne, uh, I believe, was one of the people I was saying should be playing her in the first place, if I, I recall. It was her and one other girl. I believe, um, you, I believe you did say that. But yeah, uh, she, she's perfect for the part, so... I don't know. What else has she been in? Um, a f- just a couple of things. She has not been in much. Um, Up and comer, uh, But she was in... Um, most recently, she was in If Beale Street Could Talk. And that's, oh. where she, she got, that's where she got noticed. I feel like she did a lot of stage. Mm. Like Broadway? I think so. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't see... Not very... There's only two things on there. Uh the one that you said, if Beale Street and uh, Ironheart. Oh wow! Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, but yeah, just nothing. So brand up, very much an up and comer. Yeah, she looks great for the part. I think, uh, spot on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's the only one that's in the IMDb page for the show, which is great. She's the only casting that they've announced yet. Right. All right, and then uh, Loki. They they got the little. Got a little Loki. Incredible trailer. Yes. It, it was a Loki trailer. Shut up. <laughs> no, I will not. That was a solid pun. I will not let you take that from me. <laughs> yeah, it was a I I'm kind of excited to see where it goes, and it does look like they put him in time traveler jail. Um so that's where we thought that she he was or had ended up, which follows the the uh, comic about the people who watch the time travelers uh, throughout the Marvel universe. So, okay, but not to bury the lead on this one. His co-star is Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've Just... never been so excited to see Owen Wilson on screen. <laughs> I don't know how I quite feel about talking it. talk. <laughs> oh, you're a you're. You're a Norse god. Wow. 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 <laughs> I'm so excited for him. Oh. He's playing Mobius. Mobius yeah. and Mobius. Mobius and Mobius, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know who Mobius and Mobius is, so I'm not familiar if that's a known character or not. Uh, are, are you asking if he already exists, like, in the comics? Yes. Yes, yes he does. Who is he? He's like leader of the time cops or something lame like that. Uh, all right. That, uh, that, that could be interesting. <laughs> the, the organization is called the Time Variance Authority. Yes. Yeah, leader of the time cops. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's the leader of the time cops. Do you think John Claude Van Damme's going to show up? Oh, sweet. That sounds awful. Is there anything from Marvel that I'm missing? Yes. What? There. Okay. Um, they gave us. Oh no, we did talk about that. We got clip. Uh, that we got footage of uh, Haley Steinfeld. Uh, we got a trailer for What If. We got a we trailer did. for uh, fucking uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, Miss Marvel. We got a behind the scenes a, fir- a first look at Miss Marvel, and she looks great. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we we know about She-Hulk and Tatiana Maslany, but do have we talked about uh, 
that uh, Mark Ruffalo and Tim Roth are going to be joining the cast of She-Hulk. Excellent. Which is going to be a half an hour long legal comedy. Oh, God, I love it. But for some reason, Tim Roth is never on screen. It's just him as, as the abomination. That's it. Interesting. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad he's coming back, though. He was, yeah. he was great. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. I'm Which, intrigued. Is this the first time they're bringing back another character from a movie that... Because Edward Norton was the Hulk in that movie, yes? Correct. Yeah. Right. So is this the first time they're bringing back a character from a movie where they had already had another casting for the main character? Because uh, um, no, they technically already had Thunderbolt come back. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. uh, yeah. He was the same guy, so... Yeah. It's not, and, it's, it's not the first time they've really acknowledged that movie. Yeah. But also, I mean, we also had um, J.K. Simmons come back last year. Yeah. And and if... The general came back, too. Yeah. That's, that's Thunderbolt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if the rumors hold up, we're going to see a whole bunch of folks show yeah. up from previous Spider-Man films. I really hope that uh, we get Red Hulk. Mm, but let's see, what else here? Oh, uh, more. Uh, no more news on Moon Knight. No, no more. Not yet, anyways. No, not sure yet. There will be. I'm sure after this podcast airs, I'm sure. Yeah. Boom, Moon Knight. They, they did confirm they will not be recasting... Um, Chadwick Boseman. Yep, they did confirm that. Yeah, but n- there is a recent rumor that um, Mbaku might be stepping up. I and and I I'm for it. I really am. It's I I think it should be a, a showdown between Shuri and Mbaku. Yeah. Full full tilt boogie on that one. I would watch that movie all day long. The sass that would happen the whole film. Yeah. Well. Maybe Shuri's actress should stay off of Twitter. I mean, there is that, too. I believe she deleted her account, didn't she? Or did she just delete the tw- the video? I think she just deleted the video. Good. I will not feel bad for her. Well, you know. No. No, I don't know. I will not feel bad for her. Anything else or no? Um, uh, I mean, I mean Winter Soldier and Falcon looks pretty strong. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I, I hope that comes out shortly after WandaVision. We did get a final trailer for WandaVision. Um, mm-hmm. that, it looks... I've never seen so many... Like, I've never been less enthused the more trailers came out for a thing. Uh, I think they're trying to keep it, not under wraps, but like, you know... No, I mean, the more I see of this show, the more I'm like, uh, is this going to work, you guys? Yeah, it's going to work. It's going to be real good. Yeah, I hope so. I really got, hope so. But the gas tire in it. That's all I need. Yeah, but the, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but the, the trailers keep giving away more and more. And I'm just I'm, I'm getting worried because I'm starting to worry that all the good stuff is in the trailers. I don't all think right. so. By not a mile. Marvel. No, not with Marvel. They're. I mean, that's that's a bold claim there. Uh, DC. No, I think they still made Dark World. 
Yeah, a movie that that was a long time ago though. Seven. All right, fine. I don't remember. I don't remember Dark World. Okay, fine. These are also the same people who made Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah, which was fine. Well, but it's not like wrong. the trailers had a ton of spoilers in it. No, that's true. And then, yeah, I felt I felt like there really wasn't much to spoil. I mean, I mean, I don't. Yeah, not with Guardians two, but I don't know. I think it looks great. I still firmly believe it's got it. I'm wondering if it's the time that they're connected when she's about to destroy the Mind Stone. And it's like they're having this because it seems like there's definitely a, a bad guy in it, and that they are going to um, that it's interfering with whatever connection they have. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, I wonder, I wonder, 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 but I could be wrong. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's they're both dead and they're they're in uh, some sort of weird realm of magic. I was trying to think of a good word. That wasn't purgatory, but uh, weird realm of magic. I'm gonna go with that. Sure. Alrighty then. So moving on. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, we did miss another thing in um, in Disney, which uh, which I can't believe we missed. John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, however, will be voicing Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers in a hybrid live action animated film. I love it. I love it too. It sounds so dumb, and I'm here for it. Who's voicing Gadget? I don't know, but I hope Kevin is voicing um, Monterey Jack. Jack. Monty Jack, yeah. Me too. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god, Kevin. Audition for that role if they haven't cast it yet. Okay, I'll, I'll give them a call. Cool, yeah, do it. Good call. Do it. I like it. Yeah. Do you need to do headshots for voiceover work? What a superb question that I don't have an answer to. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, uh, the answer, Nick, is yes, kind of. And that that wasn't uh, that that wasn't sarcasm. That was real. Yeah, no, I know. That yeah, really was a superb question. I don't know an answer to. <laughs> and I do. The answer is yes, kind of. They have headshots, um, but uh, more often than not, uh, a voice actor will have a headshot with a collage of the characters they have played previously. What happens if they've played no characters previously? Well, I mean, everybody's got to get a start somewhere. I know, and everyone and like and all when voice actors get their start, they show up with uh, just a headshot. There you go. Maybe a listing on the back of the the acting jobs they've had. Maybe. Yeah. Good point. But I do know that um, that Rob Paulson his his headshot is his headshot, but also drawings of Yakko, Pinky, Carl Weezer, and and I think that's brilliant. Oh, and the turtles. Sorry, and the Ninja Turtles. Right. Uh, should we move on to Star Wars, or am I still missing stuff on Marvel? I think that's everything for Marvel. Um, oh, quick hit, and I think it should just be mentioned real quick. Uh, Lightyear, the definitive origin story of Buzz Lightyear, starring Chris uh, Evans. Oh yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be animated, right? I would hope so. Yeah, I think that's animated. If they went live action with that, I don't think people would want to see it. But I think it's going to be in a slightly different style than Toy Story. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be more of a a darker cinematic style versus the sort of bright, bouncy, cushy, plush toy looking. 
Pixar. That was Pixar. Sorry. That was Pixar. Yeah, it is Pixar. Yeah. All right. So that. Uh, all right. So let's move on to Star Wars because there's a bunch of Star Wars stuff that was also mentioned about there. There was. is. Yeah. I'm so proud of you, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. We nailed that one. Okay. You know what? Let's not go to Star Wars, but let's go to Lucasfilm, anyways. Okay. Willow. Uh, there is Willow. Willow's coming out. A uh, new a sequel, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a new series starring Warwick Davis. Are they? Okay are they recasting Val Kilmer? I don't know. There's not enough news about it yet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Val Kilmer could do it. He's like. I mean, yes, I I know the the practical reasons as to why he would be unable to do it, but don't 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 hurt my soul like that. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, he took that really seriously. The dude's a broken down Chevy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Rock. Uh, the you know the wonderful life that he led uh, is taking a toll on his body for sure. Um, because I think he. Doesn't he now talk through a, um, he's got a, I forget what that's called, the throat thing. Uh, no, I think he still talks like him, but like he can't. Right, he's got the, the, the whole, the, like he has to cover up the breathing hole to talk. What the, not the voice box thing. The, other, I don't the know tracheotomy? That's a procedure. I don't know. It's also what they refer to uh, stoma. You mean a stoma? That's it. Sure. I think he has one of those now. Oh. Uh, yeah. I have no idea. I and I therefore, I will not speculate. Uh, I thought I saw an article recently where they were talking about he just had the procedure done. And so he's just kind of. Hmm. He's at home doing his thing. I mean, he's still like, you know, able to talk and do do some things. He's just acting is not going to be one of them anymore. So, um it's kind of sad because Val Kilmer, I think, was a, in so many great movies, including Willow. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's a thing. So Star Wars, Rangers of the New Republic is one of them. Um, it's supposed to be in the same timeline as Mando. It's going to be live action. Uh, Favreau and Fioni, Filoni are going to be head of that. Um, rumors mm-hmm. are Cara Dune... Because they talked about, they made that brief mention uh, in that one episode where she was marshal of the city and <coughs> giving her the thing. And the the whole idea of the Rangers things is that they're like the galactic police sort of, um, and so they kind of form this ragtag group of people within the New Republic to be kind of the the space cops, I guess you could say. Yeah, I'm telling you, the one thing I definitely want in the next few years is one of my favorite franchises to do a show all about their universe's cops. Well, the Jedi would technically universal police, if you would. Uh, Were they? Yep. They were the galactic peacekeepers. Oh, well, yeah, in the Old Republic, I suppose. I mean, I guess I'm thinking along the same lines of the timeline that they're, we're currently looking at where they're more shamany, mystical, sort of hermetic druid types versus um, prequel trilogy. Where yes, they were totally the intergalactic cops, absolutely. Yeah. So. So I sorry. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I'm not too excited about this one. I just, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know that it's going to be all that good, but we'll see. 
We'll see. Yeah, well, time will we'll tell. See. Like John Favreau and Dave Filoni are killing it with the with the Star Wars right now, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo poo it yet. I'm not either. It also depends on what the you know who the story's around, and I guess I'm just kind of. I mean, yeah. Car doing this. So the other the other series from the Investor Day announcements uh, uh, in the Mandalorian universe or the Mandalorian timeline is uh, Ahsoka. Yeah, I was going to get to all that. Yep, Ahsoka. Yep, there is. Uh, so there's an offshoot with the Ahsoka, which that will be fucking killer. And yep. I believe yep. Rosario, yep. Dawson, oh, Rosario, Rosario Dawson is going to maintain her role. Yeah. Not not mistaken. So they also have a new anime, which this one actually seems kind of cool. It's called Visions, which is going to be uh, 10 short films done by what they quote unquote said the best Japanese animators. So it's going to be anime and actual like Star Wars anime. I thought you were just using the word anime as a catch all for animation for a second. But you actually mean, no. oh, I didn't know that. That's super cool. Yes. Like actual. <laughs> Sorry, I really did. I really thought he was just using because every once in a while, Nick, you pull out a, an old guy term, and it it's not terribly out of character for you. Okay, um, no, it's I don't actual. mean that in a mean way. I mean in a charming way. Uh, it's an actual anime uh, with the Japanese animators, and they're going to do little shorts, like ten short little films, which. Uh, sounds fucking phenomenal, and they obviously who knows what they're going to be about. They can be about anything. Uh, so within the Star Wars realm, so that's I don't know. I think that'll be fucking phenomenal. Eat that up. Yeah. No, that that sounds exciting. Um, one I'm I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm not so excited about it, but droids, which is supposed to be the adventures of R two D two and C three PO, which is supposed to be animated, which gives a little more flexibility to sure uh, what they can do with the characters. Um, yeah, it, it's called a droid story. Yeah. Um, which is, there was a short, uh, you guys probably don't remember, but maybe you do. Um, they used to have a very short lived droids uh, cartoon. Uh, it was like 13 episodes in like 1985, uh, which was all C3PO and R2D2. And I, I remember watching it. I don't. I couldn't tell you what a single episode was about, but I do remember watching it because um, it was on around the Ewok Adventures. I would watch that, but I wouldn't watch the Ewok Adventures because I thought it was. I think I might have just been slightly too old for that. I don't know, but uh, Ewok Adventures. Oh, I forgot yeah. that was a thing. It was kind of like it was kind of like the Care Bears in Star Wars. I know. I've heard, but no Care Bear stare. Any thoughts on droids, Kevin? Um, I mean, (laughs) (sighs) we've had, what, 10 movies with R2-D2 and C-3PO in it? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Not to mention they were in a lot of the Clone Wars. Um, (sighs) I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I'm. I'm good on the droids. I probably. I'll check it out, but I probably won't give much investment into it. Are either of you too worried about oversaturation? Um, a little bit, but a lot of this are are really spaced out. Like, um, those. <laughs> I think, um, a lot spaced. of this is like. No, I I got it. 
like 2022, 2023, so, you know, it's going to be a little while. Um, but it's no, I see come up faster than you think, I think. Of course it will, because it always does. But as of right now, I'm not oversaturated, but by all the time that a lot of this starts coming out, I might be. Uh, where do we go? We uh, Andor, yep, they got the Cassian Andor story. That's 2022. Um, that'll be a series uh, with Andor. Which obviously takes place before Rogue One, because I think it'd be kind of boring if it took place after Rogue One, because he would be dead. Uh, I again, can't, I'm I. He was a great character in Rogue One. I really liked him. I'll give this one a shot. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck back on. I think it's before Rogue One, because then he'd be dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Excellent sleuthing, my friend. Well done. I know. Sometimes, sometimes I get them right. Um, I don't know. I what do you guys think? Andor series. Uh, I think he's an interesting enough character. Yeah. If I don't know if they make it, if they make it compelling, I'll watch it. We'll see. Yeah, and he sounded. I mean, from the brief, brief couple lines, it sounded like he did some pretty dark, shady shit. So it might be kind of good. Maybe uh, we'll see. Um, give the, the give the more the the darker side of the beginning of the rebellion because you know they had to do some behind you know not so happy things to get information and do their job and form the re- the republic or the rebel alliance. I guess that were. I'm gonna get chewed out for this joke, but yeah, I know a lot of Bothans died. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> no. That was the second death star. Yeah, see, this, is, this, is what I, this is why I just gave the disclaimer I'm going to get chewed out for this. <laughs> um, but the feature film that they have coming out is Rogue Squadron um, with uh, I'm ex- super excited about this with Patty Jenkins. Uh, I believe she's I know she's directing it for sure. I believe she's also executive producer and maybe writing or no she said a writer was hired that's what she said i was gonna say i I don't see a writing credit here no um but uh for those who don't know who patty jenkins is she's done all the wonder woman movies and has done a phenomenal job with them so i don't know if that's a kick in the teeth to dc that mar or you know that star wars has taken her on but i'm excited i think she'll do awesome and the commercial that she had or the commercial the ad I thought was real creative. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a kick in the teeth for DC. I think it's a good director spreading the love and getting to work with properties that uh, they want to work with. Yeah. Kevin, you're kind of quiet. You're making me nervous. You okay? okay? (laughs) I'm fine. Do you you miss Minnesota, even though you're in Minnesota junior? I do. Sorry. Um, Are there, are there any more series or, yeah, there's a few. Uh, okay. I see what Kevin thought about Patty Jenkins and Rogue Squadron. Um, I mean, I I also liked her little uh, teaser, whatever it was, too. I mean, yeah, we we know she can do high stakes action, so I think she'll do a good job. Yeah, uh, I mean, I really hope this is a uh, a good solid ensemble action flick. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be apparently it's a new a ri- new and original storyline with new generation of pilots. So, um, do we know where it's set? Uh, 
not yet. After nine. Really interesting. I'm sorry. I thought you meant where it's set in the universe. Sorry. Yes. After time wise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I meant time wise. Which is interesting because then I wonder if Wedge might be in it. No. I think Wedge is too old at that point. Well, I mean, as like a. Not as like a. Oh, as like a mentor? Yeah. Like a, hey, there's this, here's this young, you know. Hey, you're you know not that you, Wedge is too old, but he's like you know I'm maybe I'm too old to do this fight and shit, but I'm going to be in charge of this this new generation of pilots, you know. But like yeah, no, I would I would absolutely get behind Dennis Lawson finally finally getting his dues as uh, as a character that we all sort of we all love, but we love for reasons that have nothing to do with the actual canon of the the series now. He is he is going to be the jester of Rogue Squadron. Yes, you're going to have to explain that reference. I made a Top Gun reference. You're welcome. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, jester was the the instructor at the Top Gun school. Cool. Okay. Played by my not Michael Ironside. He was the other guy. Uh, the, 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 the the actor that played him, Tom something. Cruz. I know that one. No, the other Tom. <laughs> the other Tom. Tom Scarrett. Thank you. Scarrett. Oh, that was way off. All right. Hey, I got his first name right. You should be proud of that. <laughs> there was no way I was going to get his last name, but I got his first name. <laughs> uh, and then there's going to be two more animated series uh, along with some other live action, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, Bad Batch, which is going to come out next year, which is... I believe coming right off of uh, Rebels and Clone Wars, um, and that's and that's animated, right? Correct. Okay. Um, animated, just after Episode Three with Rex and Cody and Clone Force ninety nine, um, they form kind of this elite squadron, which is they call themselves Bad Batch, uh, for people who want a backstory. But the interesting side is is that if it takes place after Episode Three. That means we're going to see this from the Empire side. We're not going to mm-hmm. see it from the good side. And this will be the first time we see a storyline from the Empire side. So, you know, they killed all them Jedi, and now they're, the Empire is in a, the new Galactic Empire, and here they are doing their, you know, Stormtrooper-esque things. So that'll be interesting. So, so what I know of Rex, doesn't Rex end up being a rebel at some point? Eventually. Okay. Sort of. Kind of. Well, no sort of. He just flat out... It, he was at the Battle of Endor. Yeah. Oh. Alright. Again, still haven't watched Rebels. You should. I know. But then there was, wasn't there a thing in Rebels where Ahsoka meets up with him again and he's all, Ahsoka! And then, like the rest of them are like, it's a Jedi, we need to kill her. And he's like, no, 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 chill the fuck out. Wasn't that a... Thing in Rebels, or is that? Okay. Um, but yeah, so that looks. I'm excited about that one. I think it'll be it'll be very interesting to see uh, the storyline from the re- from the Empire side for once. Um, and then another one uh, called Acolyte, which sounds super fucking cool because they're going to go. This is a deep dive, and it sounds like they're going to bring a lot of the old school stuff back to canon that people were saying sucks that it wasn't in there because this is going to be tied in with uh, these new novels uh, called the high Republic, 
which takes place roughly 200 years before Episode One. So heyday of the the Jedi and the High Republic era, and so the Acolyte takes place. Or the storyline is that it's going to be kind of the the emergence of the dark side, uh, and so you know. Le, um, it's written by Leslie Headland, who did Russian Dolls and Bachelorette. Not the TV show, the movie. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> when I first saw it, I'm like, she did the batch. She wrote for the Bachelorette, and then it was the movie. So she's like, comedy and a very dark, dark. If you know anything about Russian Doll, a very dark, uh, dark comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Although no, I'm frankly I'm disappointed she didn't write for the Bachelor TV show or the Bachelorette TV show. Yeah. So hopefully this I believe this will be animated as well. Maybe I don't know or a TV series I don't know. Um, but it's I hope live action. That would be fucking sweet. See all those Jedi and the old fucking old school Jedi. Hell yeah. We'll see. We'll see, but it sounds it sounds exciting. The the storyline sounds good to me. Yeah. And then obviously there's a a bunch of uh, we'll get more of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, we, and then they have two more other ones that have been in the works that you and McGregor finally admitted to last year, I believe, December of last year, uh, when he was asked directly at a Star Wars thing by Kathleen Kennedy, "Are you going to play Obi Wan Kenobi again?" And he directly said. Yes, I am. So we're going to Obi Wan series, a live action Obi Wan series, mm-hmm. which we talked about, I think, a little bit. Um, yeah, but we didn't talk about this new news. Uh, the Ahsoka news? No. Or the other one off of Mandalorian? No, no, no. The um, the other casting announcement that was made very recently, which we have not talked about, Hayden for Obi Wan, for the Obi Wan. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, interesting because, well, I'm trying to think. I guess yeah, we talked about that last podcast, did we not? No. I don't think we did. No, we didn't. Yeah, he's coming back as uh, Darth Vader, which, if he comes back, are they still going to use James Earl Jones as the voice? And he'll just be the David Prowse of the new David Prowse? I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know if we're just gonna like see him in Bacta tanks or if it's gonna be like flashbacks or what. Force projection. Yeah, well, we I think we did talk about uh, how they have a very they have a point A to they, they have a very distinct timeline because they have between point A, which they've already established him going to Tatooine, to point B, where he sees Luke. In, in Rebels, he kills Darth Maul. Spoilers. Uh, and He what? Again. Yeah, I was going to say, kills him again. Kills him again, and then he turns around and there's Luke, uh, you know, at Baru yelling at Luke to come into the house, for it, which is pretty much where New Hope picks up. So, they only have a X amount of time to, you know, of story. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of story they could tell, but only a certain amount of timeline they can tell it in. Sure. Well, it's like, it's not like they can really have Darth Vader and Obi-Wan meet up. I mean, the line in episode four is, when last we saw each other, I was a student, but now I am the master, blah, 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 which they've already kind of fucked up with the whole thing of him 
being in the council and RH Jedi Knight, blah, blah, blah. But still, like, if they meet up for another fight, they're just, they're, they're, they're basically saying, oh, can doesn't matter. Fuck you. F- fuck your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I was talking about Austin and how I was surprised that I have been wrong about what Yoda said to Luke uh, all these years, which we talked about last podcast, <laughs> podcast ago. Uh-huh. We talked about it last podcast. Right. And he's like, how did you not? I'm like, I don't know. Because in my <laughs> mind, this is what I told him. I said, in my mind, when I saw that scene and have seen it prior to the prequel movies, was that, you know, he says, oh, you're the last of the Jedi. And Luke's reaction was... Oh, I always thought I was the last Jedi, but if there's more of people out there, I need to go connect with these people. I need to find them. Maybe I can learn more. You know, like it was kind of like that reaction. And he says, Well, that makes sense if this movie came out after the prequels were written, uh, because then it would make sense. And then he, you know, Lucas went to written himself in a corner. Like, apparently I'm stupid and didn't pick up on. Okay, so you're not stupid. But and and I don't want to harp on this again. No. Like I, I I mean I don't want to retry last episode, but that's all I wanted to say about. It. I was going to say I do believe that you are in the vast majority of people who thought of it that way, and that doesn't make you stupid. It just means that you thought of it one way, and everyone else took it a different way. Well, you're origi- you're not wrong. You're original. <laughs> I saw it from a certain point of view. Ah, it's a dumb joke. It is a dumb joke, but it works with a Star Wars theme. Um, yeah. Or maybe Master Yoda was just trying to push Luke along in the storyline because that's what Ben Kenobi did. Anyways. Anyways. Um. Yeah. So Mandalorian, and then. Uh, Spoilers, which we'll get to right after Nerd Grabs. We'll talk more about The Mandalorian because obviously we have thoughts. And I know Kevin definitely has some certain feelings about it. Wait, uh, wasn't, wasn't there one more? Yeah, there was. There was. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, before the, the one that we're going to talk about. Did I miss one? Yeah, Lando. Oh, yeah, Lando. I totally <laughs> Oh, okay. I totally did. It's written in my notes. I just breezed over it. Sorry, Lando. <laughs> I, I love you, Lando. Yeah, so we knew Lando series, which is exciting. I mean, I understand why you breezed over it. Frankly, I don't know. Could be good. Could be real bad. It all depends on one thing. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. I will watch that man. I think he's an underrated, glorious comedian. No, that's what I'm saying. If if Donald Glover isn't involved, it's gonna suck. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. How could he not be? Unless they say he's a little bit older and then they recast it, which I would think is stupid. I don't know. I thought this one was supposed to be about him and uh, his daughter. That would be... I don't know anything oh, about Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there's very little about Lando at this point. But if this is if this is that, if this is about Lando and his daughter and it takes place after nine and it's Billy D, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. But if it's between three and four, then it's Donald Glover bust in my book. I'm with you. (gasps) They could do like, like uh, the young Indiana Jones adventures and have Billy D narrate, narrate the, the top and the bottom 
and Donald Glover play in the middle. So like a Wonder Years? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, They're also making a fifth Indiana Jones movie, which I'm not. They are. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Yep. There's a fifth Indiana Jones movie. Harrison Ford's involved. That's going to be a thing. Sure will. Um, yeah, and then uh, so Lando, and then they're going to have a new series called, which everybody thought was going to be The Mandalorian, but now they're bringing it next year, December of next year, I believe is when it comes out, uh, called The Book of Bubba Fett. Yep. I, yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, here's the thing. There was there was an announcement of that, which, by the way, they are separate. Mandalorian is getting a season three. Correct. Book of Boba Fett is also happening. Um, and I think we should probably just jump into our t- conversation about the Mandalorian. But real quick with Boba Fett, um, I feel like in the way they announced it, they took away the entire story. because I would have loved to have seen the story of Boba Fett getting to that scene. And maybe that's what they might do. They might backtrack a little bit because they got to tell how he got out the pit. And I, mean, armor and... I mean, but why? I already know the ending now. Yeah, and then there's after. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the Mandalorian so I can talk about this more in depth. Okay. <laughs> want to hear more we're going to talk about it after nerd grabs because we're going to again cover mandalorian we're going to spoil it so if you haven't seen it yet i don't know what's wrong with you but um you should see it the last episode or the full season uh and then come back um so we'll do nerd grabs real quick and then talk man do a little uh half-handed handy and do uh mandalorian and uh talk about that so nerd grabs do you guys got anything i got more tattoos more tattoos or more work on your current? I got, I got more work on my current piece. Um, but it was my birthday. My birthday came around. Um, and so I got sushi for my birthday. Nice. Uh, my mom my mom bought me a birthday present, which I think is adorable. Uh, she got me... She got a print and then framed the print of Norman Rockwell's uh, umpires in the rain. And then she also, for uh, Christmas, although I don't think I was supposed to open this one, but I opened it anyways. Oh, no, I did not have sushi. I had ramen. Joanna can hear me, and so she's correcting me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I didn't have sushi. I had ramen. I also had barbecue that day. It was really good. Um, But but, uh, my mom got me these two Norman Rockwell prints. One is the self-portrait. The other is the empire st- umpire standing in the rain, and she framed them both. And I, um, I have a weird love of these two, these only these two Norman Rockwell paintings. But uh, no, the, his baseball work is great, and I've always loved his self-portrait. Don't know why. I'm just weird. It's fine. That's fine. It's fine. It's good. Anything else? Um. I'm trying to think. Um, maybe if I talk loud enough about not remembering what I got for my birthday, uh, someone might text me and tell me what I got for my birthday. Um, 
I don't know though. I, I, maybe I'll just have to sit here and stall for a second and see if there are other things I got for my birthday. I'm just looking around the room now to see if I put it down here at all. Um, no, I honestly can't think of anything else right now. Kevin, you get anything? Um, yes. Uh, so I, I already opened my, uh, my present from the lady. And um, along with just an inappropriate amount of picante sauce. <laughs> uh, so, a quick story with that. I really like the McDonald's picante sauce packets. I think you they're do. like the best portable salsa you can get. <laughs> this is one of those weird pieces of trivia that I that I know about you only because I've spent mornings with you eating uh, breakfast McDonald's burritos. breakfast burritos. Uh, I love them. I, so, I know. When you think you, you know how many she got me, you don't. Uh, <laughs> they basically gave her like an entire like <laughs> package of it. Um, it's It's a few pounds worth. Like a case, she gave him like a case of basically, um, <laughs> and so that, and then uh, a, an old, really old uh, Star Wars lunchbox with the thermos and cup still intact, um, like an old along channel. with uh, a, a ring that has the Battle of Hoth on it and it spins. Cool. Is your is your lunchbox like a tin one, like the old <laughs> tin one? Yeah. Oh, I remembered more. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh no no no! It's you finish your thing up if you're if you're done. I I can say it, but and then um, I did uh, put a pre order out on um, uh, an item coming out like not till August, uh, much like the the Mandalorian blaster rifle mm-hmm. that uh, that came out. I they also just announced the dark saber um, replica. Yeah, like, not the crappy toy in stores, but like a good one where the blade detaches and like a master replicas one or yeah. And so uh, I I pre-ordered that because I'm a pile of garbage. <laughs> or you like cool fucking nerdy toys? Uh, I wonder. Can be both, right? <laughs> if uh, one is subjective, master replicas can no longer make it because with the with you know Star Wars land uh, Galaxy's Edge and their own product of releasing lightsaber helps is it is it from like that same store or is it a different well, no it's it's hasbro okay okay gotcha interesting well that's cool did it uh you don't have to give me an exact number amount but is it more or less than the uh rifle more wow but which Quite makes sense which makes sense yeah man i wish i had money to buy cool shit um I mean, he got till August to save. But I want. Yeah, you, you're gonna get that sweet bread and circus money pretty soon here. Yeah, six hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to call it bread and circus money. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, I know. Okay, so I did remember a couple more birthday things. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was, I was, let, I was giving Nick the chance to talk, um, but, um, but yeah. So, uh, friend of the show and friend, friend, close friend of mine, uh, Sean, stopped by and brought me uh, 
some birthday presents and he he uh he got me a graphic novel uh called get jiro blood and sushi which is written by anthony bourdain Ooh. oh it's very good um and it, and it's just the prequel to his original uh book get jiro which i which i'm planning on ordering very soon um and then he got me a christmas sweater oh lord did he get me a christmas sweater Oh really? Uh huh. So he found this Christmas sweater, and it's very loud, nineties-y looking. Um, and the reason it's loud, nineties-y looking, uh, is because the focal point of the the sweater is um, Carlton Banks in a Santa hat. Perfect. And it it's not like a small little like, uh, you know, tasteful logo. Like his face goes from like belly button to the to the cereal bowl on my on my chest like it's it's fucking huge it's his head is enormous on this and it's not just on the front it's on the back too so i'll have to i'll have to send you guys a picture of it it's pretty it's pretty loud (laughs) is the back like the back of his head and the front no oh bummer no. Um, and then uh, I was, I was, uh, Joanna's mom also gave me, first of all, she made a, uh, a holiday uh, side dish that I mentioned that I loved and wasn't going to get any of this year because of quarantine. And so she made me that, which was super cute. Um, but then she got me a, a a grill brush and a book on how to butcher my own meat. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I'm super excited about it because I have plans to um, do a whole hog. Uh, no, do a whole hog roast next year, though. Oh, there you yeah. go. So you're going to have a hog roast. Yeah, I'm planning on it. Nice. Uh, I have a like you're just gonna put on a big spit and just like spin around? No, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a cinder block uh, pit. Oh uh, well, yeah. if you have taught me anything, you clearly have to put it on a stick and like spin it around a fire. No? Yes. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Huh. You got it. Cartoons lied to me. I'm sad now. No, no, you're right. You're right. Don't worry, buddy. Cartoons didn't lie to you. Um. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. I didn't really have a, like a huge nerd grab, but I did get a chance. My brother and I uh, went to to the movies pop up thing. Oh yeah, um, which was less exciting than I expected. But I figured that's just due to the COVID, the nature of the COVID, because it was like limited people, and you had to pre order everything, and then you go in, get your food, go through the little merch table, and that was it. You know. Um, mm. It was de- decorated with like pictures of from the movies and um, stuff like that. So, and they were showing Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, although you couldn't hear it, it was just the video. Um, but yeah, so I got that. Uh, we went there, got that. Uh, I got a couple little like I got a movie sticker and a magnet and um, a glass, like a reusable movies glass, which was fun. Um, and the food was actually okay the burger was actually really good like they had these slightly cooked onion like chunks of onion 
like slightly cooked but still crisp. Um, the pickles are real good. Uh, it was like a double cheeseburger. Um, so that was the cow tipper, um, which was like the perfect amount of grease and cheese and burger and bun, like the, the quintessential combo. Uh, and so that was really good. Tater tots were tasty but oversalted, so they were kind of like uh, onion rings were eh. And the cheese curds were cheese curds. So um, they had a ex- bigger expan- expanded menu, but I didn't really get any of that. We just got the burgers and stuff. So um, overall, it was kind of cool. So And the food was all right. And like I said, I'm sure the experience would have been different had it not been for COVID. But, um, you know, so that was my little thing. I don't think I got anything else. Did you, did you get, uh, like, any swag? Uh yeah the the movies sticker like a like a legit you'll see it on my fridge when you guys are here next uh like a movies magnet and then a a cup like a plastic it looks like a plastic cup that says movies on it and that was it I got that from the merch table hmm nice yeah so yeah they had a, b- a bunch of other stuff but it was kind of like they really what I really wanted to get and I saw it and I'm like. There's not a price sticker on it, so that automatically means it's going to be expensive. But they had, a, they had a bunch of signed Kevin Smith merchandise, and there was a there was a Silent Bob uh, bobblehead, a Funko Pop bobblehead, and I was like, oh, not a bobblehead, the Funko Pop figure, um, and I really wanted it, and it was signed by Kevin Smith, and I'm like, how much is that? And they're like, fifty bucks, and I'm like, I really want it, but I don't. Fifty bucks is like a little too much for me to spend on it. So I did not. I want to cash after you. I know. I'm sorry. Um, and they had like some signed DVD copies and stuff. So, and his book. They had his book out. Um, so yeah, that was fun. It was good to spend time with my brother, though. That was fun. My brother and my nie- my nephew sat in my car and ate burgers, and now my car smells like greasy food. <laughs> Always Sorry, fine. bro. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. Totally worth it. I'll just roll the windows down. It'll be fine. Be fine. Be fine. Um, anything else for nerd grabs? That's all I got. All right. Same. So this is the point of the show. We're going to do a half-handy uh, talk about Mandalorian. And spoil the shit out of it. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. And come back and listen to this part. See if you agree with us. See if you don't agree with us. Um, so yeah, we're going to do a brief kind of overview of the last episode and our feelings, our thoughts. We'll have a little powwow, uh, maybe have a little cry together. Um, goodness. Uh, Cause yeah. there, there were some feelings with this last episode. Um, Kevin, do you have some feelings? I, let's start with Kevin. I have some feelings. Please, please, please. I want to hear him. Um, so this is exactly what I wanted. Um, and I think most of you know that, um, you know, it's people often say, you know, we got enough Luke. We've, we don't need any more Luke. But the, the thing is that there's so much like now non-canon stuff that happened between um, six and seven that, is like the prime time for Luke Skywalker shenanigans. Like it's exactly what we need. Um, and so, yeah, obviously spoiler alert, Luke fucking Skywalker, man. It, <laughs> <sighs> uh, 
and you were right. I mean, it had to go to Luke, and it did. It did. Um, Cal would have been too um, casual. Like, people who didn't play Fallen Order would have been like, "Who? why the fuck is Joker from Gotham up in this bitch? Um, and Ezra, a little bit the same. Um, you know, not, and it would have been Filoni jerking himself off again. It really would have been, as if he didn't enough this season. Right. Um, to the point of, of almost annoying me. Uh, <laughs> seriously. But, I hadn't noticed. Uh, I get the feeling that R2 might have had a hand in Grogu's escape. Uh, it seemed like Grogu knew R2-D2. Oh. Uh, because as you saw, he was like holding on to Mando's leg until R2 came in and started beeping. And that's when Grogu like perked up and turned and walked <laughs> over to him there. To me, it seemed like there was recognition. Sure. What? Hmm, what? Hmm. I have to go back and watch this now. Was R2 with, uh, with, uh, Anakin when he went into the temple? God, I hope not. I don't think he was. Okay. I think I don't know where he was. Well, he was but, with him at some point. But yeah, I just I, I feel like there's some history there. Yeah. Good point. Um, seeing the girls kicking ass, the fact that Ming Na Wen is 57 and still has those moves like Jagger, Fuck fucking uh, more and a face that doesn't age. <laughs> like if any of us can look a quarter as good as she does at her age. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, uh, that was an incredible episode from start to finish. Uh, Luke finally got a hallway scene. Um, yeah, he, he got a, a hallway scene that seemed eerily reminiscent of another one I've seen recently in the last yeah, few dude. years. Uh, <laughs> um, you glorious <laughs> troll, you! <laughs> but the thing, uh, you know, the 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 dark saber thing doesn't bother me as much as it seems to be bothering a lot of other people. Uh, so obviously, if you watch, you know that uh, Mandalorian uh, Din won the dark saber from uh, Moff Gideon, uh, and he was just ready to hand it over to Bo Katan, but she was like. No, we we have to do this the right way. After you know earlier this season, being like, uh, "Your rules are stupid." <laughs> um, but, yep. And people are like, "But you know, um, uh, Sabine just handed it over in Rebels." Well, Sabine didn't win it, so it wasn't hers to have to be won for. Um, so the reason why she was able to hold, give it to Bo-Katan is. It was rightfully Bo's because Maul didn't win it either. He just took it. So it was just basically a series of taking, not winning. But then we've never seen it. With Din, it was won. Yeah. Yeah, but then the way I understand it, then we've only seen one Mandalorian ever rightfully win the Darksaber, right? I don't know if we've seen. Um, at, at some point, possibly in Clone Wars, but I haven't, I haven't finished that yet. Okay. See, that was my curiosity, because a lot of people are saying that one of like, 
that's a stupid rule. It was just made up because like the only person who's ever actually done that is Din Jaren. Yeah, because so I don't know. And I haven't watched either of those, so I don't have the reference. Something, something, Elder Wand. Exactly. <laughs> Accurate, though. Not incorrect. Um, because the, the the story that the the backstory that I know of it was that obviously it was created by a Jedi who was also Mandalorian and used it, and then it became this the symbol of Mandalore, and that if you owned it, you were the rightful ruler of Mandalore. The purge happens, it disappears, so I think Maul took it, or Moff Gideon took it, um, and stole it, and then uh, Bo-Katan, who is, whose sister was the princess of, that had it, uh, was pissed that it was gone and wanted to go get it back, and now she's trying to get it back, and then the whole you know Darth Maul-Sabine thing, here it is, here you go. Uh, so Sabine did have it, and then so I'm guessing Moff took it from her, or Maul took it from her again? No, Moff would have had it because Maul was dead. Because Sabine handed it to her, so Bo-Katan Sabine had it, had it in... in oh, sorry, no, uh, Bo-Katan had it by the end of Rebels. So that means that Moff Gideon would have taken it from her between episodes four and okay. The Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, but uh, Tar Vizsla was uh, the creator of the Darksaber. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, Paz Vizsla uh, was um, John Favreau's big, heavy Mandalorian character. Oh. Interesting. Um, family descendant, as it were. Right. Uh, yeah. I I agree with what you were saying, Kevin, that it was like, I didn't, I part of me didn't want it to be Luke because I just, you know, I kind of wanted to be its own thing, but I was glad that it was Luke and not some rando, somebody that they made up or introducing <sighs> a new character. Um, but I was, I was glad to see Luke. I was glad to see him with Green kicking ass and taking names. Uh, the, the, I want more of the women uh, doing their thing because uh, we've talked about that many times about how we want more and more and more of that, and not just like a thirty-second stint of it. Like, I could watch a whole episode of it, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, an all-lady strike team? That was fucking glorious. Yeah. I just wish they had, A, done Sebastian Stan, or B, um, done a deep fake, because it's better technology than what they're using to young yeah. Mark Hamill down. <laughs> was it Mark Hamill that was there? No, it was, uh... it was a body double. They just, okay. you know, used their ooby-dooby magic that yeah. already looked outdated. Yeah, as I as I said in a in our in the Mandalorian discussion group, like it's, I mean, you're working off forty year old reference photos. It's not going to be. They did the best they could with what they had. Yeah, and I, you know, that didn't bother me too much. I did get I, I'm not going to lie. I was crying tears of joy to watch him come through and kick ass. I was kind oh, of. The second I saw that X-wing appear, I like I was out of breath. Yeah, you're, oh, it was oh. like <laughs> it, reminded, it reminded me of the time when we were seeing the episode eight, and then you get that brief glimpse of Yoda real quick, and I was just like, 
you know, so I was taken aback by it. And I was like, is it, is it Luke? It's got to be Luke because there's only one X-Wing. And who would fly in one X-Wing? Although I did find it kind of weird that he was flying in. Well, I'm sure he put his robe on afterwards because if he was flying the X-Wing in his robe, that would be kind of silly. It's wrinkle proof. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's very flowy. It, it just it, <laughs> yeah. it cushes right into him. But he's, he's also spent like the last five years hanging out. Uh, in Kenobi's cave on Tatooine, so it's it's well it's 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 silk smooth at this point with all that snow uh, sand ba- blowing through it. Right, and then just briefly to to jump ahead to you know something I think it was brought up in the our, that Mandalorian discussion group about well where was Grogu in seven eight and nine? My theory is either he escaped or he's dead. He got killed by fucking Kylo Ren. Um, because that would be something evil that he would do. Uh, and at the time, that was only, what, 10, 15 years after? And so Grogu would have been 60, 65, so not much older? Well, like 20, 25-ish. Yeah, 20, right. So, I mean, even then, he still was a, a young, you know, still would have been young uh, and maybe not as powerful and so couldn't defend himself. And so he, he done got slaughtered, which would make it very tragic. But then my other thought, too, was... And I don't remember if I saw this somewhere, but uh, like if Grogu, he only introduced himself as Luke, right? And Grogu escaped the temple and he knew Anakin Skywalker. When the dude says, my name's Luke Skywalker, do you think Grogu was like, motherfucker? Because um, that you're somebody related to you done killed a lot of people. I mean, know? if he remembers. Right. I would hope he would remember. It was only. 30 years, but no, 19, no. Yeah, 19, 20 years. But like, okay, Nick, that's like saying, you know, we can't be friends anymore because your brother cut me off in traffic once. I don't know that those two are similar. Yeah, I mean, one of those is minimal. Uh, Okay, fine. Uh, We can't be friends anymore. Well, okay. Uh, You know what? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, would you right. be friends with, friends with Hitler's kid? Ooh, ooh. That's, I mean. <laughs> it, it that way. It sounds so horrible. <laughs> I mean, that's the allegory, though. Like, that's, that's the allegory? Um, fuck. Why? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, it's. Well, yeah, but it's Hitler's kid who killed Hitler. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe he can. I, well, the other part is too. Maybe through the force, you, Grogu can feel that. Oh, he's not a fucking wicked piece of shit like his dad was, or turned into, but then re- redeemed himself. Sorry, maybe not a wicked piece of shit, but you know, this guy's not going to slaughter a bunch of younglings. So I think he's okay. Right. Right. He's not going to try but- to his van with a piece of candy. Plus, in certain parts of this country, wicked piece of shit is actually a compliment. It's true. Yeah. Boston exists. Just remember. It's wicked sweet. Wicked piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, terrible. I'm so sorry. Kevin, now that you're up in Canada, do people say, ah, fuck, buddy? Do they say that a lot? No. Oh. <laughs> I have yet wow. Hear, I have yet to hear one A. Uh, according to Ryan Reynolds, that's what they say a lot up in Canada. I was in an interview. It was very funny when he said it. Um, so yeah, Grogu and Luke Skywalker and the whole episode was just, I, it was probably, 
they keep getting better and better and better with the Mandalorian and they keep building and building. And, you know, season one was great. Season two was phenomenal. This season three was even better. Um, I, you've seen season three already. Tell us what happens. Yeah. What happens in season three? I can't tell you. I'm sworn to secrecy by, (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad he played the long though this time. Um, sorry. Season one was phenomenal. Season two is, uh, even better it, season three where i meant to go with this was that i season three is just it's got to top it and i hope it does i hope it doesn't get you know i hope it doesn't go downhill but i don't think it will we'll see um i think in reference to your previous point of um either grogo grogu leaves or um dies in order to keep mandalorian going he has to leave. Like, where where's the story at that point? I don't. I I I have a hard time believing that there is any story left for the Mandalorian. Sure, he has the dark and I guess we could go on that storyline if we wanted. But like, then we're just doing more felony jerking and. No. And I mean- on Grogu is Disney's cash cow. Yeah, he sure is. Like they're not going to get rid of. Him. So for some reason, he'll come back in season three. Don't know why, but he will. And um, yeah, were you guys uh, were you guys okay with him taking off his helmet finally in front of everybody? To heart wrenching. Yeah, that's just Falling. yeah, absolutely hungry, ag- angry baby. <laughs> it is very, not very opposite reminiscent again of Return of the it Jedi is <laughs> alright you can go ahead that's fine you can have it you can have Joss Whedon's line all you want yeah, yeah. Um, really alright um, so yeah so good uh, what was the other question I had um yeah, I guess you're right. Where, well, where do they go from here? I mean, do they just do all right? Grogu's gone. That sucks. All right, now a power struggle for this saber thing that I don't fucking want. You know, or I don't know. Where, I mean, where, where do they go with the story? Or do they fast forward? Or do they? Who knows. Hard to say, uh, but I am glad we were when since we talked about all this this Star Wars stuff and Marvel. Um, one thing I am really glad that they are still doing, and you, you, I saw some uh, brief footage from behind the uh, Andor series. They already they're already starting to like build sets and shit for it. Um, is that they're still doing the live set, live action, uh, live creatures, not fucking green screen. You know, they're, they're, they still do that a little bit, but the fact that they're still doing like live action and they're sticking with that, for me personally, is really helping to me sell the Star Wars franchise better than, you know, episode three, everything was filmed on a green screen. Um, so I'm glad they're still doing that. And I hope they continue to do that, especially with all these new series coming out um, and the smart decision to do some of them animated because you are limited by live action, but with animation, you can do a little bit more, which is great. Um, so yeah, where do you guys, where do you want, 
to see this go. Rob, you kind of said you wanted to see it go back to Grogu, maybe in episode in season three, or yeah, I think it needs to. I think it. I th- I think if you give Din this season long arc of either taking back the throne of Mandalore or figuring out how he gives um, Bo-Katan the, the damn dark saber without fighting her. If that's a season long arc, then frankly, I don't want to watch. Um, I, I, I want the man with no name storylines to come back. I like, those are the most fun because it's Grogu, it's Din and it's a town with problems. That's great. I love those. Yeah. Kevin? Um, well, I mean, obviously they have to wrap up this um, this Darksaber issue, but I really feel that that could be done in just a couple of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I just think the, the, the show is firing on all cylinders when it leans into the lone the 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 lone gunslinger trope and when it really really looks for those storylines yeah which is why i don't feel like a like the a, a kickoff show like you know say rangers of the new republic i i fear they're at, i feel they're at a disadvantage where it's like you're just you know while mandalorian is great you're going off into a storyline that i do we really do we need to see about the galactic police stuff? I mean, you do a cop buddy series, you know, or does, I, I think, like- I think there is a good way to do it, but uh, I, I obviously, as I uh, made my feelings, I think pretty clear last time uh, we were talking about this. Um, I'm not excited for that. That doesn't sound like it. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't know. It's got to do a lot to impress me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm and I agree with you guys that I, I think the wrap up of the dark saber can be done in a few episodes, and then where do we go from there? You know, lone cowboy. You know, does Grogu need his help again? But I, at the same time, it's, he's with Luke Skywalker. You know, is somebody going to try to kidnap him from Luke Skywalker? Yes. Could somebody kidnap him from Luke Skywalker? Moff Gideon isn't dead. That's true. Okay, I should I should rephrase. Giancarlo Esposito's character is not dead, therefore he is still a threat. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Gotta see where they take him, because Bo Katan didn't want him dead. But now that Mando's got the saber, she gonna kill him. She don't care. Give him alive. Bring him to the new New Republic. Uh, well, and Kara wanted him because he's a high value target. And Kevin, you made a very interesting point. Uh, was it on your? Was it in the Mandalorian group, or was it on your Facebook? I don't about, know. Uh, about the point of how if Cara Dune's real life person missed the whole point of the opening sequence of that. Oh, that was in the Mandalorian discussion group. And yeah. uh, what did you say exactly? Uh, oh, I was I was wondering if the the irony of that opening scene was completely lost on her. Which I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was, but it, it actually it, it brings to that other point about like the even you know even in clerks and shit that they talked about were like there was a bunch of innocent people killed on this fucking Death Star. I mean they're independent contractors, 
you know, fucking guys are building this thing, and all of a sudden, boom, it blows up. Um, it was, I, I find it fascinating to see the other side of um, the story, uh, like with any superhero movie when the, they smash a city up. Well, what happens to that city? afterwards who cleans that shit up who's responsible and then they address that in some of the marvel movies which i thought was great and even dc to an extent um yeah there's a whole movie uh based on the the idea of that it was called what oh god what was it batman v superman colon dawn of justice stupidest movie title ever yeah (laughs) they 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 breezed over it but like you know with uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and Michael Keaton's character and like they're cleaning up after the whole first Avengers movie and uh, yeah. you know and then even Civil War where they're like uh, you guys need to be regulated because th- this is out of control I mean you, you show up and then you disappear and then fuck everybody I guess um, so I, I find it fascinating that's why I like that other show about seeing it from or Bad Batch, seeing it from the Empire's point of view. Not that I agree with the Empire's point of view, but just seeing that that storyline clearly exists because they are people and what the fuck were they doing? Were they Did they disagree with the Empire? Did they just go along because they had to? You know, much like if you could go to Nazi Germany uh, during, you know, during the 40s and then are these people just going along because if they don't, they're going to fucking die or do they really believe in what's being thrown at them see and this is this is where i worry about the idea of doing the bad batch or doing anything that sympathizes with stormtroopers because the their their paper thin veil veiled allegory for nazis so like but it's still interesting to see the other side just because like this isn't quite the same thing as trying to um, like see things from their point of view or even you know empathize with them it's you know Rex and the clones are being phased out for the for these new uh, child soldiers who are basically bred to be stormtroopers instead of clones um, and so I think we're gonna see a lot of that that sort of you know arc of you know, weaving the mistrust and why the clones are probably mostly killed. Um, and then of course, Rex and his two cronies who escape. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think we're going to be made to empathize with the empire, but I think it's going to be interesting seeing some of the, uh, the behind the scenes stuff of the empire. Yeah. Sure. That okay. Was, that was a better way of putting it. Thank you, Kevin. Um, do you, did they, I guess that's, do they? Maybe that's what Bad Batch will cover. But in Rebels, they didn't cover. Um, they didn't cover what happened to all the clones from the Clone Wars. No, nope, but they? I think that's what Bad Batch is going to do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That and that's that's another thing too. Hey, thanks for fighting this big war for us. Now go fuck yourselves, and we're going to kill you. Sorry. Oh, speaking of clones, and uh, coming back to. Uh, Mandalorian for a second. Bo-Katan's sass towards Boba Fett. God damn it. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I love sassy characters. I think they're great, especially when it's funny. Um, 
Yeah, I loved it. Every second of it. I loved every second of that episode. Watch it over and over and over again and just drink it up. Yeah. And get emotional every single time. Anything else about Mandalorian or anything else you guys got going on? Or I mean, one last little thing about Mandalorian, kind of. Um, that uh, That secret scene, which we've kind of held off on talking about, which was the teaser for the Book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. so, so Boba Fett walks into Jabba's old palace, and there's um, Bib Fortuna in charge. Bib, <laughs> Bib Fortuna in charge and and doing his best Boba Fett impression. Apparently, hot impression. Yeah, what did I say? Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Oh, doing his best job of the hut impression. Dang. There's only one person that can do shit like that on the show. And that's me, Rob. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I I'm not trying to steal your thunder, man. I'm not. I swear. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Bib Fortuna doing apparently his best job of the hut impression because uh, he looked like he put on a little on, on some miles there. Sure did. Which is weird. I don't know why they would make that choice, but they did. Um. Anyways, and Boba Fett just comes blasting in, kills everyone. After and then, McClunky. <laughs> yes, after McClunky. Uh, but just, and then just sits on Jabba's throne uh, with um, Fennec Shand standing, or like uh, doing the, the cool guy lean on the chair next to him. It was very reminiscent of the end of Conan the Barbarian, where he's sitting on his throne with his sword and. It was kind of funny. I giggled at that. Well, but and and this gets back to my point from before. Um, we're going to do a TV show called The Book of Boba Fett, and I feel like in their teaser to announce their teaser announcement, they took away what I think could have been the most interesting story, like him taking Jabba's palace from Bib Fortuna. And I don't think you can go back on that. I think they can. I think they can. I think they can start. No, no. start. You, there's your starting point. Here's the backstory from the, you know, from Return of the Jedi, and what he was doing up until then. And then, I mean, it's not like he really needed to storm the fucking thing. He just walked in. I mean, he's been there before. And so when he walked in, and that eye thing was like, "Who are you? Oh, you're Boba Fett. Cool. Come on in, dude. Good. To th- good to see you again. We thought you were dead. Cool. Come on in." Uh, so probably very little resistance to get in. And then when they realized he was there to do some horrible shit and start killing people, um, you know, got to take it then at that point. But the, I can't imagine there was a lot for him to really kill. Sure. I guess what I'm saying actually is that, like, I think the story of him taking the palace would have been interesting, but I don't care about how he got out of the Sarlacc pit anymore. We've spent 40 years talking about this. I don't care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. He got out of the Sarlacc pit. That's all I need to fucking know. Let's well, move on from that. Right. I don't care that. I mean, I don't need to see him come out of the pit either, but like, I want to know what happened to him and like how he lost his armor and uh, you know, what he was doing on tattooing all that entire time was just nomading around. I don't. Taking names, well, I don't. I don't care. I do. I'm weird like that. I like weird, weird backstory stuff like that. And, and and I get it. And you know what? Do a book or a comic book to fill in that gap. 
talk to me after about what's happening to him now. Because I don't care. I don't care what happened to him in the Sarlacc pit. I don't care what he was doing for five years on Tatooine. I like the mystery of it, in fact. Eating, you know, Sarlacc worm <laughs> meat and getting just a, a little bit chonky like he should be and doing probably mostly nothing. Yeah. We, we, I don't think we need that. I don't think so either. That's what I'm saying, though. I am definitely interested to see what he starts doing when he gets back to work and seeing more of this actual Boba Fett that people keep talking about. Yeah. And I'm fascinated that he basically now has a partner. Yep. Pretty fucking kick-ass partner. It, I'm I'm super curious if they're, like, are they partners or are they partners? Not that it, that matters, but I'm just curious. Like, I wanted to make the Scrubs reference. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's. I mean, maybe that's where they'll pick up. Is right where fucking they left off, and or a couple years later, and he's, you know, doing his thing. He's now a Lord, you know, crime boss, or that's yeah. Thing, you know, who knows? But again, I say, like, I'm saying, I would have watched a whole episode of him storming Jabba's palace. I think that would have been interesting. I don't think I don't. But I think they wasted story, but I don't know. I agree. I would watch it too, but I don't think there's much of a, a storming to take place. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I'd, after five years, you show up and like no one's suspicious, and like you just walk in and like ah, Boba. Like after five years, nobody would be willing to go get near Oliver Queen in the first episode of the arrow because they were all worried about what the hell was wrong with him. Cause he was covered in scars. He had some weird tattoos and he was, and he had a completely changed personality. I don't think Boba Fett gets into the ca- the palace that easy. Maybe. Which is, I mean, I don't I, know. that was a weird allegory and I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, in, you, you could very well be right. I, I, I'm not saying, you know, either way, but I, could be. I mean, that very well could be. Um, I, yeah, I just don't, you know, I'm just thinking about the times they showed people walking in the palace and it just, it doesn't seem like it's very hard to get in. Mm. Well, I, I think that he would have had, like, the code, and I yeah. doubt that Bib Fortuna was smart enough to change it. <laughs> nah, probably <laughs> Matt. Yeah, yeah I, thank you. I was just going to make that joke. Damn it. Okay, I'll think greatly. Um, yeah, and I or maybe he knows a secret way in because he. I mean, he was fucking. Seems like he was there a lot, so maybe he knows a couple of secret passages. Who knows? But maybe they will. Maybe they will show that. Maybe that'll be episode one. Yeah. Here's a storm in fucking Jabba's palace. That'd be fun. And then go from there. Yeah. That'd definitely be fun. Either way, I'm 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 excited to see it. I'm excited to see where that goes and. Excited, obviously, to see where the Mandalorian goes because that'll be awesome. Sure. Um, so yeah. So anything else before we kick off another long episode? <laughs> um, the first book of the High Republic comes out on January fifth. Fantastic. You can pre-order it right now. I might actually. I know you might 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 not believe me. I might actually read this one. <laughs> you read wow. books. I don't Sorry. read books. I've never, I, I will tell you this much. I spent, I made it through college and got a college degree without ever reading a textbook. Really? <laughs> I skimmed them at best. Ugh. All right, man. 
I, I at least read a textbook or two. Well, some things I read. I didn't read them all. They were boring. Math textbooks are boring. Yeah. Textbook you don't read a math textbook. You use it to f- cheat and find the answers. So anyways, all right, so first book comes out, uh, High Republic, January 5th. Probably yep. I'm not even going to lie. Anything else? Yes? No. no. Boobs. Boobs? Perfect. Yep. All right, this has been Best Threesome Ever, episode 117, brought to you by Heroic Goods and Games and Jaybird Wines. I am probably, maybe, certainly Nick. I'm Rob. Kevin. <laughs> And we will see you next year. The views held here by the nerds of Best Threesome Ever do not directly reflect the views of nerds everywhere. (laughs) 